Hello everybody, it's your boy Everett Shipman Back with you for another episode on Maximize Your Mind Excited to be here um, This is a very it's a very uh, challenging week um, for me, to be honest And, you know, I've said a lot that, especially lately That this is the great, greatest time to be alive And I wholeheartedly believe that This is the greatest time to be alive and I'm excited to be alive but it causes me great grievance and sadness to reflect over the events of the past couple days for those that I mean everyone knows by now but a couple days ago um, we lost a superstar okay a global icon Kobe Bryant his daughter his 13 year old daughter Gianna um, and along with uh, seven other passengers, including the pilot of a helicopter uh, that went down on Sunday. And it was very challenging to me because there's only a few celebrity deaths that really rock me to my core. There's only been a few, just a handful, and no doubt this is one of them. And so I just kind of wanted to share with you guys why his death, Kobe Bryant's death, hit me so hard. And um, first of all, of course, he wasn't short of any accomplishments, right? He was an all-time NBA great, multiple championships, five championship rings, um, NBA All-Star, pro, definitely a future Hall of Famer. But he was killed yesterday, uh, or Sunday, month, uh, Sunday. Um, tragically, suddenly, to the point where it really does not, it just doesn't make sense. And personally, me thinking about it, obviously, it would seem that someone who is at that stage of life, regardless of, almost regardless of the age, but especially at the age of 41 with so much going so much in motion so many people you're influencing so many people you are impacting positively and you're setting up to do some monumental things and then all of a sudden you're gone horrifically and tragically I think it's very um, it's very unfortunate but it's definitely caused me uh, and like some of you the it has caused us to almost reflect right and to you know actually think about the fact that life is not granted it's not guaranteed it's um, it's not permanent and I think with the hustle and bustle of life we'll sometimes forget it we'll get caught up in different things and that's not to suggest that we should always you know to, to live in this fear or this state of paranoia where we can't get anything done because we're so concerned with what doom may come upon us. It's just more so important for us to look at what we can do to have this impact or this legacy beyond our grave, beyond our own immortality. Because if we look at Kobe's life, now I'm 36, so I'm five years younger than Kobe. That's, that's one huge reason this hits me so very hard. He's in the prime of his life. He's he's doing what he should be doing. But if I'm going to go at 41, 
I want to go having created what he has created, you know, having had the impact that he has had, having created and had the influence that he had. Right. Because he's done everything, you know, not only on the court, but off the court. He has his wife. He has his four children, one of whom is now gone with him. But these are things that speak to your legacy, to your influence, to the work that you did while you were here, well beyond once you've been taken away. And so if I'm going to leave at 41, I want to have a legacy, you know, and I think that that's human nature. You know, no one wants to drop off and not feel like they haven't accomplished something, something dear to them. They haven't had an impact. They haven't had a, a, a purpose to towards fulfilling the greater need of mankind. And so there are no words, no, no act, no memorial great enough to alleviate the pain that many have felt by this. And I'm not just talking about immediate family members. That's I mean, that's harsh enough. But then there are people who looked up to him. There are people who followed him. There are people who embraced his mentality. There are people who saw him as an icon, somebody worth following and are going to be felt by or are going to feel tragedy by this, are going to feel pain and hurt. And whether you liked him or not, you had to acknowledge that he was a hard worker and he was a superb athlete. And I remember early in his career, yeah, there were certain things that you know, or, or certain moments I didn't know if I liked him or not, you know. And one thing that always rubbed people the wrong way, it seemed, was his abundance of confidence, which many mistook for uh, arrogance. And the the reality that I came to understand was that, I mean, you had to look at the situation. He was 18 with all this talent coming in and playing amongst men. You have to have a certain level of confidence and bravado and and non-intimidation so that you don't get eaten up and spit out. And as I learned that and as I watch him grow and develop, it began some it, it became something that I wanted to adapt to. I want to have the amount of confidence that that he had, you know, because in my own personal life, there have been times where I've allowed people, whether it was parents, whether it was siblings I've allowed people to talk me out of a dream, talk me out of something they didn't feel was possible or talk me out of something that they couldn't comprehend and get with. And that is the danger of allowing people in and not having the right amount of confidence. And when I look at people who have been successful and when I look at people who are at the top of their game, people who have built multimillion dollar empires, people who have a name for themselves, who influence hundreds and thousands and millions of people. These are people who have an abundance of confidence and confidence is the currency that gets you ahead. You don't get ahead by being timid. You don't get ahead by by being overly concerned with other people's opinions. You don't get ahead by by sitting around waiting on somebody to approve you and to affirm your ideas and to believe in you. You don't get anywhere 
unless you have a certain amount of confidence to move yourself forward through obstacles, through hurt, through setback, through the challenges, through the naysayers, through the people who put you down, to the critics. You need confidence to get through that. And that was one of the most remarkable traits about him is that he had unshakable, unmovable confidence in himself and in his ability. And it showed and it shows um, on the court. It shows off the court. It shows even beyond the court once he retired. And it is even showing now posthumously as his legacy continues to build, grow and expand. And <clears throat> I watched him when he came into the league and I was a big Jordan fan when he came in and there were all these talks about, you know, comparing him to Jordan. And I remember him, you know, saying that he's not trying to be compared to anybody. He, he wants to stand on his own. Very respectful. Right. But I felt hugely inspired by him. His insane work ethic was something that I was. I, I, I would ascribe to, but he helped me take it to the next level. He, he almost validated my work ethic because a lot of times people don't understand a hard worker because you almost seem like you're operating in isolation and, and you have to make many sacrifices sometimes that that close friends and colleagues and family don't understand all the time. But one thing that, uh, like I said earlier, his death proved is that life is not guaranteed. We're here today. We're gone tomorrow. Um, and getting into the rhythm of life, it's hard to forget the frailty of life. Um, even after he retired, Kobe won an Oscar for a movie role within the two years that, you know, he retired. So this whole process that has been a severe shock to the system has made me rethink life. It's caused me to rethink priorities. It has convinced me to rethink legacy. And at the very least, at least for Kobe, he lived a full life. He left an indelible imprint on so many facets of life. He used his drive, his, um, his ambition, his intelligence, his influences to increase his impact in every way imaginable. And so while I'm 36, Kobe was five years older than me, rather than sulk at the lack of accomplishment um, that would be evident if I were suddenly gone. My, my aim and my focus from this event is to is to sharpen my focus on what's important, what's important, who's important. I choose to drive even harder than I've ever driven before to help and inspire as many as I can, because we never really know when or how we'll go. The only guarantee is that at some point we will all go. And so my question and challenge for you today um, on this particular episode is what more can you do to help those you love? And you'll hear it being said time and time again, especially in the wake of such tragedies as this, to grab your loved ones, to grab those close to you, tell them you love them, tell them you care about them, spend some time with them. But I also want to know what more can you do to help them? It's one thing to say you love somebody. It's one thing to express uh, deep care and concern for somebody. But then it's another thing to show it. Actions weigh so much on people. You have no idea. It, 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 
it overwhelms the verbal speaking of love when you can actually put action behind it. And so how much more can you give of yourself to inspire someone who looks up to you, someone who depends on you? There's ample opportunity to do more than what we are currently doing. I'm speaking for myself, but I know that I'm speaking for other people as well. And I know that also improving our health and fitness is one step to increasing our functionality, but not only our functionality or our ability to move and groove, but our confidence so that we can do more with the time we have and the resources that we have access. So if we can increase our level of functionality, our confidence and our confidence in that functionality and in what our capabilities are and what our potential is, then we can do more with the time we have. We can impact more people. We can influence more of the people around us, more of the people that look, of, look at us, more of the people that we interact with. And so while this is a tragic moment in history, I heard one person say that it was uh, the most, um, the most uh, tragic death in the sports world and so while this is a tragic moment it can also be the catalyst to jumpstart your greatest life yet i stand by it today and i still stand by it and that is this is the greatest time to be alive so if you're fortunate enough to still be alive you're fortunate enough to be able to hear this podcast you're fortunate enough to hear these words and still have life for another another day another moment let's live it to the fullest all right remember fitness is a vehicle to achieve anything you want in life so get fit stay fit be fit and i'll chat with you guys on the next episode